Hello and welcome to the Compatible You podcast where we speak weekly about all things women's health, wellness and body image in an attempt to break the stigma of what makes us us. In kind of keeping with talking about body shame and kind of what can contribute to that, um, I found a really um, amazing person on um, Instagram and I've kind of looked at what her business is and it's kind of sparked some thought as to like there is actually so many different things that can cause us to feel shame about our bodies just and it might not be about our physical body but it might be about what's going on with our body what we may or may not be achieving and this is why I'm so glad that I've got Lacey on from the fertility um, um, she's a fertility nutritionist and helps women um, with their fertility if they're having fertility struggles and that's kind of really great to talk about because um, fertility and infertility is actually quite common and it can be a source for women and men to feel shame about their bodies and you know that they're not you know keeping up to the standards of what they should be doing so I'm really excited to welcome Lacey thank you for coming on how are you going this morning. Thank you, Emma. I am swell. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Good to have you on. Um, I guess we'll just start with um, if you're happy to just introduce yourself and your business and kind of what you do, that would be great. Yeah, sure. So I'm Lacey. I'm an accredited fertility nutritionist and I help women all over the world to optimize their fertility and their monthly cycle so that they can conceive naturally with ease and ultimately have the healthiest pregnancy possible. I'm I'm also a mum. I have a little boy who just turned one. So um, I'm very busy. I'm very passionate. And yeah, I'm on a mission to help other future mamas too. Amazing. I love that. And yeah, I was going to say, I'm really grateful that you were able to fit me in because yeah, running your business, being a mum, and you're also pregnant at the moment. It's like, you've got things coming at you from all angles. So I really appreciate yes. <laughs> No, of course. I love your message. So yeah, very important. Um, so we're going to start by I'd love for you to kind of talk about the shame that's associated with infertility all those kind of struggles um, for individuals to conceive more specifically women I know um, males do experience infertility and conception issues but I'm just going to focus on this for this podcast Um, and I guess you know why we don't talk about it Yeah. So I'm sure we all know someone who has or is currently dealing with fertility struggles, um, either to naturally conceive with the help or with the help of assistance um, to carry a a healthy baby to full term. Um, But there is often a lot of shame and guilt that is associated with infertility and the inability to conceive and carry to term. So naturally, it's not talked about as much as it really should be. And I find Having worked with women from all over the world who struggle with uh, infertility and the inability to conceive, um, they find it hard the most because it's meant to be natural, it's meant to be easy, just like in the movies, Um, and it's meant to be why women have the organs that they do, right? So when it doesn't happen as quickly or in the way that they envisioned, women can be really hard on themselves and start to question, you know, their worthiness and their body's ability to have a baby. So seeing a negative pregnancy test after a negative pregnancy test can be, you know, really emotionally draining. And a lot of these women will start to avoid events like baby showers because it can either feel like a slap in the face. um, And just another reminder that someone else can get pregnant, but they can't. And 
I think the hardest part is no one has a crystal ball. No one really knows what is or isn't going to happen. So that can be really mentally challenging. And I think the fact that it's not talked about as much as it should be is why women are struggling so unnecessarily and feel so isolated and alone. 100% and I think it's kind of been normalized to I don't know you when someone grows up they get married um, it's so common to be like oh when are you going to have kids when's this going to happen and it's like no because you don't know what's going on and yeah expectation you have to go from that milestone to milestone and it's like that's what society expects of you so when you're not doing that it's just like well you're not doing what you're meant to be doing and that shame just like blows up yeah absolutely yeah 100%. Um, And I guess, like, I know you've touched on why you think it's so difficult to talk about, um, but could you kind of talk about some of the struggles you kind of deal with when, um, like, uh, individuals come to you for your support? Yeah, I think it comes down to a few things. It's admitting that something might be a problem when you so desperately don't want there to be. Um, It's the trap of comparisonitis, you know, seeing everyone else fall pregnant but not you, that's really, really hard. Um, And for some women who have lost their babies and sadly experienced a miscarriage, it's just heartbreaking and devastating. And so naturally talking about a loss can be really triggering and tough. And a lot of women aren't prepared for the fact that conceiving can be a challenge or that there is or that it's more common than people think to actually miscarry so yeah I think it's very multifactorial yeah it's so tricky um because yeah I've I haven't experienced it myself but do know quite a few women who have um miscarried um and you just see the heartbreak like it's so oh it's heart-wrenching and then it is yeah see these individuals like people around them easily falling pregnant um well they make mm-hmm. it seem like it was easy not sure if it was um but they're like announcing pregnancies they're like oh come to the baby shower and it's just like it's another kind of I think bit of trauma that that person's dealing with who did it because they're expected to be happy like this person's fallen pregnant but like why aren't I happy but it's like because you've gone yeah so much. secretly dying inside yeah mm-hmm. it's tough really really tough yeah and I guess like the whole social media is a highlight reel you're not necessarily going to share the um, struggles with fertility or miscarriage on social media. So we have no idea what people are going through behind closed doors. That's right. We're expected to be tough and, you know, put on a brave face at all times. And yeah, there's, yeah, definitely a sense that women need to be strong when not necessarily they're coping very well behind closed doors. hundred percent. You're meant to keep the family together, especially um, if you like have children already and you've unfortunately miscarried or are struggling with fertility now, it's like, but you're expected to keep the family going. You can't, you know, break down. It's like, no, like, oh, it's so frustrating. A lot of expectation and pressure for sure. Yeah. 100%. Um, would you be able to touch on actually some of the statistics of fertility struggles and I guess infertility, because like we said, we don't talk about it. So we, I guess we're a bit blase about how common it actually is. Yeah, of course. So uh, the definition of infertility is the inability to naturally conceive after 12 months of unprotected intercourse here in Australia. Um, it's estimated that one in six couples of reproductive age will struggle with infertility and there are so many varied causes of infertility that involve both male and female factors or even a combination of both so um, it may be due to an issue with sperm or with egg for example it could be the structure of the female anatomy so block fallopian tubes for example uh, and or it could be due to hormonal 
or immune factors also. So uh, in Australia, one in four pregnancies will sadly result in miscarriage and a high number of these miscarriages happen before the 12 week mark. And this number is just so devastatingly high. And then those odds. I was just like, yeah, yeah. And then those odds are actually even higher for women who are older. And that's largely due to chromosomal abnormalities uh, related to advanced maternal age, um, who smoke and drink more than three standard drinks of alcohol within the first 12 weeks of pregnancy. So yeah, those numbers are not great at all. No, one in four. I was just like, my jaw just dropped. Like, I guess, like I was kind of aware that it is, you know, more common than we think, but one in four. So you pr- yeah. know someone who has whether you actually know that they have or not like if they absolutely yeah that's insane yeah. and then on top of trying to I guess yeah like you touched on before trying to admit that there's something going on that's not working properly like it's just oh, yeah I guess you and of- also I'll just make mention that uh here in Australia it's standard practice for a doctor to do some investigating um after the third miscarriage so they won't actually do anything until a woman has come to them after their third miscarriage and that is just absolutely disgusting in my opinion oh my goodness so it's like oh sorry you've had this loss but sorry it's not good enough do it another yeah. times and then we'll talk are you serious yeah. oh my yeah God. yes I've yeah had some really distraught women come to me and say, this is just not good enough. And it's not, it's really not no. good enough. They deserve answers. Yeah. Even before a miscarriage occurs, they should at least, you know, have some sort of answers it's as crazy. to what it, what to expect and what they can do about it. Yeah. My yeah. Goodness, that is just insane. It's well, why can't we like, is that whole preventative measures instead of like reactive measures? Like, why are we not? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah no, it's sad. Very, very sad. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say that you'd probably, I guess, individuals would come to you kind of at breaking point. So that's must, yeah, it's really incredible stuff you're doing to be able to help these women pretty much from rock bottom, trying to find themselves again. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very lucky to be doing the work that I do and restoring hope because like you said, they do come to me at rock bottom and mm. feel like there's no other options that I'm sort of the the last option that they have when ideally I'd like to shift that and I would like to be the first option. Um, and then if things aren't working naturally, then that's when, you know, a doctor intervenes and um, mm. there's assisted reproductive help that can come in and, and hopefully help these women have their families. 100% because oh, just the fact that they have to keep going through that repetitive trauma to get the help that they ultimately deserve is just, oh my, I didn't actually yeah. know that is quite shocking. Hopefully that changes. Yes, I was going to say, come on, let's do something. Yeah, 100%. Get it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get our shit together. Yeah. Come on, that's not good yes. enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I guess in terms of, because as you know, I talk a lot about you know, like body image and body acceptance. Um, I was just wondering what your take on body image during those fertility struggles is like, how does that um, ultimately impact the way a woman sees her body? Yeah. So I've seen firsthand how infertility and fertility struggles can cause a woman to feel really resentful towards her body. And a lot of these women feel like their bodies have given up on them or are failing them. And for some women, there's a real sense of self-hatred and not being able to have the family that they 
for not being able to have, sorry, the the family that they so desperately want and, and deserve. Yeah. Um, and what I try to rem- remind these women is that they are so incredibly worthy of their future babies mm-hmm. and that blaming their bodies and hating their bodies is only going to make things, you know, 10 times harder and more difficult for them. And with a lot of the women that I work with, their f- fertility struggles um, and presenting signs and symptoms are signals that their bodies are trying to send them. Um, like for example, their bodies may not perceive it to be a safe and optimal time for them to reproduce and have a baby. So it will try to protect them essentially by shutting down their reproductive system. Mm -hmm. And often this mindset shift is taken as an invitation um, for these women to assess their current diet and lifestyle habits and optimize their fertility by making some really powerful changes. And I find that in itself really empowering. It's about working with the body and definitely not against it. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. And it's just quite heartbreaking, like listening to that, because I guess, you know, women have these like society expectations, beauty standards, you know, thin ideals. So they're already probably feeling quite crap about themselves. And then when the body, when they perceive that the body is like working against them and it's like, yeah, that self-hatred is just like, oh, I can just imagine that snowball effect of like thoughts and poor body image. Yeah. And it's just one extra thing that they really shouldn't have to deal with. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) very sad. Yeah, it's awful. And yeah, I guess like like you talked about that environment not being optimal when you're stressed and then you're like hating your body, you just, I can just see how that's just a recipe for disaster. Yes, and it just adds to their stress levels that um, need to be minimised and managed as much as possible during the trying to conceive phase and even in the preconception phase, like even before women are are even thinking about trying to conceive, you know, being in a really great state of mind um, is important. So doing the work even prior to wanting to conceive is really important. So heading into fertility, heading into a trying to conceive journey, they've already done the work to, I guess, mentally prepare themselves and set themselves up if anything were to potentially go wrong or hinder their process. I think that's really important as well. Definitely. Yeah. I was going to ask, I guess, like what your recommendation is for someone who may be struggling, but that's a great one. Do you have any other tips, I guess? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Prioritize yourself. Um, Just because you're going through a really hard time doesn't mean that you should be loving on yourself and and prioritizing the things that make you happy. Um, And also if you need to take a break, take a break. I know that sounds really counterintuitive and counter counterproductive um, but just like our work and you know things that are really draining of our time and energy we need to sometimes take a break and that can hopefully help to restore the enthusiasm um, between you and your partner uh, because it can be really draining for them as well so yeah take a break if you need to as well that's really really important yeah oh that's incredible yeah definitely because I guess there would be a lot of strain in that relationship if you know you're not achieving what you kind of wanted to achieve bit of resentment maybe a bit of blame so yeah to be able to restore that relationship that sounds very important yeah yeah excellent always be a priority yeah 100% excellent so I would love for you to just let us know where my um, listeners can find you if they are interested or want to learn more because yeah I love what you're doing and think it's absolutely incredible everyone needs to know about it 
Thank you. Yeah. So I guess in a nutshell, I um, essentially help my clients to conceive, um, overcome unexplained infertility challenges and recurrent miscarriage. And I do this by um, creating individualized programs that are designed to help them optimize their fertility, uh, to restore hormonal balance and to regulate their monthly cycle. Um, And I work with clients on a three month basis because this is uh, because the choices we make as women today are influencing the health of our eggs three months from now, which is pretty cool. Um, So this time frame really allows us an opportunity to implement the most effective protocol possible. Um, And yeah, so that's basically what I do is work one-on-one with clients on an individual basis through the conception method, which is basically, basically a framework that I've created to help women um, achieve their dream of starting their family. Um, I'm very active with my community over on Instagram where I share information daily and run a Q&A every Tuesday. So you can find me there. I'm at fertility.nutritionist.lacey. Um, I also have a podcast too. It's called The Conception Method. And I share some really bite-sized episodes on all things trying to conceive. Um, yeah. And if you're listening to this episode and you're wanting to get started on your fertility journey, um, I have a free fertility starter kit and seven day meal plan. And I'm sure Emma, you'd be happy to add that to your show 100%. notes for the listeners to check yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. I'd um, Yeah. I'm very passionate about helping women. And if you're listening today and you are in that position, I would yeah love to be able to support you. hundred percent. And yeah, you can feel the enthusiasm and like passion when you speak. So that's yeah, absolutely incredible. Yeah. I will add your details um, and that information in the link below for those of you listening but I just want to say thank you for jumping on and um, sharing a bit of your insight because yeah there's so many different things that impact our body image and it's even more tough when I guess it's actually a process that society expects you to be able to do so easily so thank you so much for jumping on. No, you're very welcome. And thank you for the message that you're spreading. It is so important. And this is a great conversation to have because on top of everything else that we're dealing with, you know, poor self-esteem, body image issues, when it comes to fertility and trying to conceive, this is just a whole unexpected layer that most women don't expect to be dealing with. So yeah, very important conversation that we're having today. hundred percent. And those statistics, like if that's not, I guess, like loud enough to say how much we need to be speaking about this, I don't know what is yeah yes absolutely very important to be speaking about it excellent well thank you so much and thank you everyone for listening and i'll add those links in the um information below